We have with us now Amy Frias, who's the community educator at Children's Hospital of Orange County. She's a favorite on the show, and we're going to be talking about safety and things to do and not do as uh, we enter into the fall. I can't believe we're already talking about the fall. It seems like summer just started, but here we are. And if you have safety questions of any flavor, I'm sure Amy can help you at 1-877-NYU-DOCS. It's 1-877-698-3627. Amy, welcome back to the show. Oh, good morning. Thank you for such a lovely introduction. I appreciate that. <laughs> of course. Um, so we're going to be talking about safety today, and we're, I guess we're going to focus on yeah. things in the fall. I know, um, and I'm kind of freaking out because I think the last time I talked to you, we were talking about, it was like around the holidays, <laughs> about baking. And then I talked to another doctor about water safety, and now we're talking about going back to school. And I'm like, why is this all happening so fast? I know, it does seem to accelerate <laughs> as you get older, doesn't it? I, <laughs> Definitely. I, I used to remember summers took forever when you were a kid, but no oh. no longer. Yep, so. Nope. Um, so so the fall is coming. What should what should people be paying attention to, Amy? Well, definitely what I think the topic today that we're going to talk about is um, just basically keeping kids safe as they walk to school or to friends' house or anywhere like that. So basic pedestrian pedestrian safety tips um, with a real focus on um, kids walking to school. Um, so I guess I, what I want to start with is what and it's so interesting i love um the segues of what you guys are talking about and kids being active is so important for so many reasons and walking to school has really proven that it helps kids mentally and physically be ready for their day so i really do want to encourage parents that can even if they park around the corner to not have to deal with that whole school parking situation that goes on at most schools um, just so their kids can walk a little bit to school it is a really healthy way to start the day. So I don't want to be the safety police. I don't want to be that kind of person. I want people to actually get out and get some fresh air, and that's the most important thing. But there are some tips to keep in the back of your mind about things you can do to help kids keep safe. Okay, so 44 kids um, are hit by a car while walking every day in the U.S. That's a huge number. And so some of those issues are coming to the very beginning. And it's important as parents and caregivers that we teach kids at an early age to do that old-fashioned look left, look right, look left again um, before crossing a street. Uh, I think that sometimes we're so distracted that we forget that simple technique of doing it and for us to remember that a car is going to win, you know, <laughs> where our bodies aren't made to be hit by a car. So <laughs> it's, it's really important to understand that that is um, one of those things you have to look out for and teach kids early on and also remind them to um, continually look around as they're crossing the street until they get to the other side safely. Um, you know, we have a lot of uh, issues with people with headphones on and those types of things that you really want to get away from. And that goes to show like at an early time, kids are learning from watching us. So it's important that we pause and wait for pedestrians as they're crossing the street appropriately and that we're not rushing to turn and almost hit someone, which I know we all have issues of things that we've done. I work where my hospital is located it's on a very busy intersection and it's pretty scary just crossing the street there 
Yeah, the other piece I think is so important is is the role modeling piece here, right? I oh, mean, yes. and and more than just headphones now, it's everyone's walking and using their smartphones, and yep. um, your kids are watching you when you do it, and th- that's and what are. they're going to do uh, if they see you doing it, right? If you're doing it when you're walking, if you're doing it when you're driving, they are watching you, and they are going to pick up those bad habits just because it's something that's a norm for them, and it's important that we all pay more attention. Um, some The best ways to walk are obviously going to be on a sidewalk or pass and cross streets at corners and using traffic signals and crossing guards whenever possible when walking to school. Um, And you also want to make sure you remember to walk facing traffic um, and as far to the left as possible because that gives you the the vision of the cars that are coming at you rather than a car coming from behind you, which is not a good thing in general. And, um, you know, we're talking about kids walking to school, and I guess maybe this question potentially is controversial, but how old should a kid be when you say, okay, let's, let's have them walk to school? Um, I think it's great for independence, so, but, but yeah, what, what's the right kind of age to, to think about? Well, the bottom line is, um, you know, statistically, children under 10 need to cross the street with an adult. Um, So I would say anyone under 10 is probably not a good idea. I think a parent walking someone that young to school is great. I, you know, it's so funny that you asked that question because I'm going through that with my neighborhood. We live in a neighborhood school and the kids, the older boys are in fifth grade, but we're trying to decide if they're mature enough to walk second graders to school. Um, so what we've come to is that a parent should still be with them because who knows what they're going to do on the way. Um, it's kind of scary when you're actually sending them out into the world um, with all these lovely um, tips we're teaching them. But I would say definitely over 10. And I think the more the merrier when it comes for kids walking to school. I don't think a child should be walking to school by themselves if that's able to be avoided. Um, I just don't think that that's a, a safe thing in general until they're at least, I would say, well over 10. I'd say 12, um, 13, that age would be okay for them to walk to school by themselves. But again, I prefer kids to walk in groups. I just think it's safer in general. Yeah, and I, I guess the other piece is sort of knowing your own kids and, and yep. how mature they are because kids sort of age differently. And sometimes at 10, they might feel ready and at, uh, other kids might not be there until much later, just based on their sort of, I guess, emotional maturity and their ability to sort of focus on the outside world and pay attention. Exactly. And it's funny to watch your kids do those types of things um, without them knowing that you're watching them and realizing they're not ready when you think that they are and you have to kind of pull back and go, okay, so maybe we're not ready to walk to school because you're pushing your friend on the busy street. And I'm like, "Mm, no, let's not do that. (laughs) So um, you just have to really kind of take your child one at a time and realize, okay, yeah, they're ready to do this or Maybe they just aren't, and it's going to take a little bit longer. So um, I'm hoping, you know, fifth grade is that magic year that him and a couple of his friends can just walk to school without any incident. Don't know if adding in the second graders is going to be a good idea, but we'll stay tuned. <laughs> and is is it, uh, you know, you'd mentioned walking your kids to school, or and you even mentioned sort of parking 
uh, a couple blocks away and letting them walk the last little bit. Is there is there a role for sort of having them walk ahead and you sort of like follow behind them and keep I, an eye I out? Think, or? Yeah, that's that whole roots and wings thing. I think as as your children get older, we give them a little bit more um, area to grow and learn and just kind of walking from behind. And they do, you know, I mean, you're yelling the whole time, walking feet, walking feet, you know, mm-hmm. stop at the corner, stop at the corner. But, you know, we just have to guide them so that they're not making those tragic mistakes as you're going. But that is an excellent idea. It's funny, some days when I'm able to walk my son, he'll want to walk right next to me and talk to me. And other days he wants to be up ahead with his friends. It just depends on the day. But either way, just being there as a parent, it's, it's a good experience, I think, for both parent and child when a parent gets that opportunity. I only get to do it once or twice a year because I go to work when they go to school. But trying to make that effort whenever you can, it really does benefit both of you in many ways. And also it gives you an opportunity to model really good walking behavior. Right. I mean, it's such a bittersweet moment as a parent when your kid wants to walk ahead of you and not not beside you. I mean, it's good that they're feeling independent. And it it hurts at the same (laughs) time. It's the weirdest feeling. That's why I say parenting is humbling. It sure is. I did something right because they're doing it. They're walking. They're going to the crossing guard, not trying to cross at the intersection. Okay, so here we go. But yeah, I don't know. Those are that's the part of raising kids that's so fun. I mean, I can do injury prevention. You know, tell them blue in the face, and kids are still going to get hurt just because maybe we give them a little too much room. But then we have, as long as it's not something that's life changing and they can learn from it, we can move from there. So it, you know, it's like we talked about before. It's just about making kids aware of their surroundings. And um, I say to my son who's going to be a sophomore in high school as I see him walking out the door I don't know what it is with teenagers and their hoods on their head (laughs) and their teenage angst and their shoulders folded over from looking at a screen too much but I always have to tell them head up phone down head up phone down and I'll even yell it on the street as I'm driving and I see him and I'm like head up phone down (laughs) you know because it's like it is such a big distraction and it's like you get in this mode and then headphones I'm like no you cannot hear anything don't do that don't be distracted when you're walking the street be aware of your surroundings cars backing up Um, it's just they're missing out I mean I have to admit as an adult I was walking to go meet my mom at a doctor's appointment and I was texting her as I walked and I took a big digger on the street it is not hard to do my phone went flying skinned my knees I mean even I mean we cannot do that well at least I can't multitask at all (laughs) so do not try to walk and be on your phone I promise you I've learned from my own mistakes (laughs) (laughs) well you know no one can multitask we all think we can but we don't do it very well and you know the phone is such a distraction and I've definitely um, been guilty of walking and and texting myself and thankfully nothing bad has happened to me yet but uh, you know it's it, it really is tempting fate and I think the the, the idea of, of role modeling is just so important for kids. And if you wait till they're teenagers and they're walking to school on their own with their phone to sort of start talking about these things, you've really waited too long. You know, you got to start really early about role modeling and, and informing kids about what the safe way to do this thing is. 
And it is, and everybody else is doing what you're telling them not to do, so that makes it even harder because they're like, well, they're they're walking with their phone in their face and nothing's happening to them and kids don't think anything's going to happen to them that's kind of the nice thing about being a kid but we just have to put those little tidbits of safety in their head so they remember oh yeah mom said head up phone down head up phone down easy to do it's going to make you more aware able to look left look right look left again always get eye contact with drivers before you cross I do it on a daily basis because I just know that I'm going to be hit at some point on Maine and Levita because of the fact that people turn when it's time for people to walk. So I literally will get eye contact and then I cross the street. And that's a really good habit to teach kids because cars don't always see you. Um, they're not paying attention either. So put, you know, I mean, you got two bad things. Walker's not paying attention, looking at their phone. The driver's on their phone. Well, who's going to be the one that's going to make the right call? No right. pun intended on their phone, not really. <laughs> but it's just, it's a scary world. So it's like if we can just teach our kids to be aware and when you're driving and when you're walking, there's no need to be on your phone watching YouTube or texting someone. It's just, it, it's a moot point. And those are, you know, I know I do injury prevention for a living. I have a trampoline in my backyard. I have two kids that are very rambunctious. Not being distracted when you're walking or driving, helmets and seatbelts are like my thing. Like they do not, they're not allowed to not do those things. They have to, it's like second nature to them. They put their seatbelts when they're in the car, they put their helmets on before they go on a wheelbase and they put their phones in their pockets. My 10 year old doesn't have a phone yet. I've learned my lesson about that. That's why we have a landline. <laughs> Wait as long as possible is my, is oh, my advice. Yeah, I will tell you, they don't need a smartphone. They right. don't until they can buy it and pay for it themselves. <laughs> well, Amy, let me give out the number one more time in case people have questions. It's one eight seven seven nyu docs That's one eight seven seven six nine eight three six two seven. We're talking about safety as kids are sort of getting ready to go back to school, which sort of blows my mind that we're already at that point, but there you go. Um any um you know, we're talking about streets and, and stuff. You know you know what the place that really freaks me out is parking lots. What do you think about parking lots? You know, it's so funny. They terrify me as well and have since my kids were little. I'm glad my kids aren't toddlers anymore because they can just dart off. I, I tell them, I, I understand, you're, but there are still cars moving. So you have to, like, literally just stay aware. I, know, I mean, we've I mean, I know I've, my kids have dodged cars on multiple occasions because it's scary. You just have to be extra vigilant with your children when they're walking with you and making sure that they're paying attention. I had a friend whose son was on um, an iPad that was walking through a parking lot and then tripped over one of those um, cement, like, where, you, where it stops your car. And he actually, like, broke his arm because oh, no. he had, was on his <laughs> iPad. Put devices down. When you're around cars, it's like I told you in the beginning – human car car is going to win it's just that's just how it's going to go it's there's no if ands or buts about it you don't want to be hit by a car so parents have to be very aware with smaller children i would always say put your hand on my bumper and do not let go do you know what i mean <laughs> like and if i was loading the car i would put them in the car first 
and then I would load the car because it, it's terrifying when they're little and they'll just like squirrel and they just start, you know, running off um, without, um, you know, your knowledge. And as they're older, hopefully you put some of those that knowledge in their head to realize you are in a parking lot and cars back up and pull out it's just one of those things it's funny my 15 and a half year old's getting ready to get his learner's permit for driving and he has all these things to say about my driving and i should do this <laughs> and i should do that and i can't actually i will not be the one teaching him i'm going to make my sister do it because <laughs> i can't i'll have a heart attack but honestly they have no idea until they get behind the wheel of a car how much responsibility it is it's just like at anything else in life and you have to and like so going back to parking lot you have to explain to them the dangers of cars just backing up without you even knowing i mean we know that as adults you're pulling out and someone is walking right behind you obviously these people are not paying attention pay attention <laughs> right gotta yeah. pay attention. i think well it's you know and i feel like people who drive and are driving in parking lots seem to think all of a sudden none of the rules apply anymore and they're they're driving yeah. in in ways that they would never do on uh the regular road you know they cut across uh lanes and and all sorts of and things parking and, spots right. to be able to pull forward and yeah i i know so it's like you almost have to be extra vigilant when you're in a parking lot um, and I don't know if you guys have a, a really big issue, but another issue with walking is people cutting through um, railroad tracks and walking on railroad tracks. Um, that's another issue that um, Safe Kids is really trying to talk to people about is that, you know, I mean, we talk about cars and humans not training a human. There ain't no way. So you have to be very aware of your surroundings and and pick areas that are safe and that you can walk on that are not going to be uh, dangerous on a sidewalk and, um, you know, all of those types of things. So just be very vigilant when you're in those types of areas. Right. Um, we've talked a lot about walking to school. What, what about kids that are going on the bus? Anything that they need to pay attention to if kids are taking the bus to school? Well, obviously, they're going to follow the bus rules. The worst part about school buses is drivers not stopping. Um, again, when you're getting on a bus, be very aware of your surroundings. Do not assume a car is going to stop because their little stop sign on the bus pops out. That is not the case. They find that more kids are hit getting onto a bus than than you would even imagine so it's important that kids again if they're crossing the street that they're looking and making sure that they're crossing safely and getting eye contact with cars that are maybe possibly trying to pass the bus which happens all the time so it's super scary and you know buses have what's called compartmentalization so they really are considered safe some of the smaller ones that are um equipped with seat belts and that type of thing but for the most part most buses don't have seat belts it's the design of the interior and the seats and the way that the bus is designed that um, keeps kids safe so um, that's just something to, to be um, aware of and also just for kids to make sure that they sit still and don't play with the windows or the emergency exits or you know any of those things that kids tend to do on their way to school 
I don't know. We'd we'd have to ask a bus driver of what those issues are. I'm sure they <laughs> give us an earful of the things kids do on school buses. <laughs> well, I think we've talked a lot about um, walking, but there's so many of these things that really adults who are driving should be should be learning. It, right? It's it it's really careful driving. Is. Yeah, when you're going next to a school bus that is stopped, pay attention to the flashing lights and the stop sign that pops out from the bus. If it tells you to stop, stop, because that means kids are going to be coming running across the street to get on the bus or even to get off the bus. You're in a school zone. You have to pay attention to all of those things. Um, You know, it's 25 miles per hour, not 25 plus. There's a reason why you have to go that slow. And I I would promote walking or, you know, something, because if anyone's ever tried to go in the drop-off line at a school, that is the most stressful situation ever. Well, at least it is for me. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm a working mom. I, my kids walk to school. I go on my way. Those few days that I have to drop my teenage son off with his tuba, oh, my gosh, the rules and the way you got to turn and you can't be stopped for too long. But if you're getting a too bad at the back of a car, that takes a little longer. <laughs> it's just not, no, that's dropping kids off at school is not my thing. I can't do that. If someone has some secrets on how to make that better, uh, let us know. <laughs> well, I mean, I think so many of these things are everybody knows the right answer, right? So put down your phone when you're driving, yep. look around, drive the speed limit. You know, be patient. You know, I think those school lines are so stressful because everyone's in a rush. You know, everyone mm-hmm. wants to go. And sometimes it takes kids a little bit longer to get in and out. And, you know, they, they got to do what they got to do. So, um, but there's so many know. of these things seem to be uh, the things we know we should do that sometimes we, we cut corners on. And, and I, these are the reasons why uh, you really shouldn't, I guess. And just keep, just know that you have an audience. If you're getting frustrated because you have to get to work and you're trying to drop your kids off at school, your kids are watching you get frustrated and cut people off and do all those things. And I know I'm a parent. I get it. It happens and you do it and you make mistakes. But take a deep breath. It's all going to work out. It's fine. It's better for them to get there safely and not have any issues and be to work a little bit late than be to work on, well, not be able to get to work at all. I mean, really what you're looking at. So just slow down. We have three elementary schools within less than a mile radius where I live. It is complete, utter chaos in the morning when school starts. But I will take that chaos over what I have been dealing with, which I call the summer shuffle, when you have kids trying to find things for them to do so they don't stay home and play video games all day. (laughs) So, you know, it's all living and learning. That's what we do and keeping our kids as safe as we can. (laughs) Right. Well, Amy, we're down to just about a minute. Any final thoughts that you wanted to share with people about safety as school starts? Just model great behavior. Teach your kids the basic safeties of the road of of when you're walking and also when you're driving um, and spend time with your kids. If you can park a couple blocks away and walk your kids to school on the first day, that's going to change the dynamic of their day. I promise you that. And it's going to give you an opportunity to teach them hands-on how to be safe when they are a pedestrian. It's a good opportunity all around. Great. Well, Amy, thanks so much for being on the show. As always, it's great to have you on. Great. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the time. Of course.